It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? Good morning to you all. You're stuck with me for the day. (laughs) You are stuck with me for the day, but it is so good to see you all out there. I hope you all are doing well. I am so excited about today. You know what? Um, Usually before the start of the show, I pray with the team. And so let's open up with a word of prayer because I didn't get my opening prayer. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We magnify you. We lift your name on high. You're truly an awesome and incredible God. Lord, I pray that you bless our time together. Bless these next 50, 59 minutes. May you be glorified in everything that is said and done. And we'll be so careful to give your name to praise. All these things we do pray in your son's precious and holy name. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, our strength and our redeemer. And everybody said, amen, 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 and amen. Good morning, Kevin from Denver, Colorado. How are you, my friend? Good to see you, man. We are having a good week. Um, It has cooled down a little bit here in Baltimore. And so that's always nice. That's always uh, nice to have a cool down. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I would prefer the heat over the cold. I'm sorry. I just, I just do. So funny story. You ever have a conversation with somebody and you always just wonder, all right, which do you prefer? Like, do you prefer to be real hot or real cold? And I never really, um, I never really could settle on how I felt about it. I never really knew how I could say, what's up brother Jamal? Um, I never really could settle on how I felt. And I'm gonna ask you all, those of you who are uh, participating with us via social media, do you prefer it to be hot or do you prefer cold weather? Like, which do you prefer? So first of all, I um, I, I didn't really know where I settled on that because, you know, growing up, winter was fun. What's happening, brother Chris? Good to see you, man. One of my former students, Chris, doing big things, man. He's, he's about, he's like a VP of a, of a bank. I tell you what, I have some, uh, I have some uh, good people in my network. Um, one of the things that I, um, thought about was like, I, you know, when you're young and it's cold, you don't really get to see all the pieces of it. Like, you know, for me, I think of winter again, as a kid, you got the, you know, you got the school closings because of the snow, you get to play in the snow, all that stuff. But it was like, when I got, became an adult and you had to show, you know, be responsible for shoveling that, uh, you you know, when you're an adult and you're doing adulting, <laughs> you can't just uh, work is not always canceled because of the snow, unless it's like a major like it has to like be, you know, stop everything. Right. Um, and so it's like it's a whole different ballgame when you're adulting. And I guess where the straw broke the camel's back for me was um, back. Oh, man, this was a number of years ago. When I was a youth pastor in Ohio. Uh, we, uh, I'm a part of an organization called WHW Ministries, and it is a expository preaching and teaching. And it was designed initially 
uh, to expose um, African-American pastors to the world of expositional uh, expositional preaching. And that's a, that's a whole other conversation. I'll probably bring somebody from WSW to, to do an explanation of that for you guys. But um, anyway, with that, I was a part of that, uh, responsible you know, on the team for that. And we were trying to put together a youth version of that conference. And so we um, decided, you know, because it's based in L.A., and we decided let's do a pilot in Palm Springs. Actually, yeah, Palm Springs, Palm Springs, California. And so we did the pilot like two weeks or the week before Christmas. And it was primarily the kids from uh, the church in L.A. And then we had a few. Uh, no, it was pretty much a church in L.A., churches, a couple of churches in L.A. So going to Palm Springs for a weekend wasn't a major deal. But for us from Ohio, it was huge because, you know, it's December and we're going to Palm Springs. So we got the Palm Springs first of all, the weather is gorgeous, right? Um, but then the other part about it was we got stuck um, in Palm Springs for an extra couple of days because there was a major snowstorm in Ohio and uh, and so flights were grounded. And so matter of fact, I remember calling the airline and they said, yeah, just go ahead and play another round of golf because you're not, you'll get stuck once the flight leaves from LA to De Detroit at the time, you weren't, we weren't going to make it into Dayton. So we ended up staying in LA. I did Christmas shopping in LA and that's when I fell in love with warm weather during Christmas time. I was like, we went flip-flops and a t-shirt Christmas shopping down the alley. I loved it. It was great. So anyway, we get on our plane and at this point we're heading home and we ended up going through Minneapolis. Well, we get to Minneapolis and basically the flight that we were supposed to take to Dayton kept getting extended and extended, you know, delayed, delayed, and finally it was canceled. And so we had to get into a hotel because this particular cancellation was not because of the weather. It was because of they didn't have, uh, the, it was the year, if those of you who are old enough to remember, there was a holiday season and this was back in, oh man, probably 2005, 2006, when there was a holiday season and bags were scattered all over the country. Like literally everybody's bags were like literally in all different parts. It was like a major thing with the airlines. And so we ended up staying overnight in Minneapolis and all of our stuff, including our coats, were packed away in our suitcases that they did not have access to. They could not get us our bags. So it was cold, y'all. When I tell you cold, Minneapolis, middle of December, cold. And I will never forget the next day, we our flight wasn't going to be taken off to like six something. And I was actually going to be flying back straight to Baltimore because at this point it was like two days before Christmas. And they were like, we might we could just fly you straight to Baltimore because I already had a flight from Dayton to Baltimore. They were like, let's fly to Baltimore. None of our flights left until like six in the evening. So we ended up going to the Mall of America. And I remember driving in the van to Mall of America, cold, bone chilling cold. Like it was like no matter how much I tried to move, how much uh, coffee or hot chocolate I drank. I could not warm up. That's how bone chilling cold it was, y'all. And I remember seeing smoke coming out of smokestacks and it looked like the smoke was frozen. <laughs> the smoke was frozen, y'all. This is Minneapolis. And I had only been in Minneapolis in the summertime and it gets warm and hot and all that stuff. This was cold. And it was at that point that I made up my mind that I'd rather have hot weather than cold and it is stuck with me. Shirelle and I both are in agreement with that. Matter of fact, we are on a quest to get to the West Coast because we are ready for warm weather. 
So if anybody got some leads or some opportunities for us, and we we love Southern California. So anybody got some opportunities, by all means, feel free to let us know. Chevelle is on here, and she is she is she is recalling how cold it was. It was so cold. Ironically enough, you know what I always laugh about while we're talking because you guys got me today. So, Kobe, you can feel me on this. I know it was bone chilling cold. I was like, no, I'm done with it. Like I'm good. But I, I, you know, you guys got me today, so we just gonna talk. We just gonna talk with what, what we're supposed to talk about. Um, what I love about my relationship with Shavella is that we were best friends before we even became romantic, and so we share a lot of memories. Like Shavella, how long have we know each other since two? We were talking about this the other day, like 2021, 20, no, 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 2001, 2021. We just we just met. Have a kid who's ten and. We've been married for 11 years, but we just met this year, right? No, we uh, met, I want to say in 2002, something like that. Um, I got linked up with her her church, and she wasn't there. She was actually up in uh, Monroe, um, Michigan, Monroe, Michigan, 2001. Okay, thanks, Shirella. Thanks for fixing me. Um, 20 years, right? 20 years. And uh, I always joke about how her parents... Her dad is chairman of the deacon board at the church, Bible Missionary Baptist Church in Wilmington, Ohio. And her dad and mom, you know, they fell in love with me before she realized it. I always joke about that. Like, they loved me before, you know. So, you know, she stuck with me just because her family loves me. That's how it works. <laughs> um, her mom fed me. Her mom really won my heart when she um, she fed me some pot roast. <laughs> I'm convinced there is something in that recipe that they use for the pot roast because uh, that was it. They were stuck with me for years. Um, but anyway, I always joke about that. But I love the fact that Shavella and I have so many memories. Um, you know, we may not have been, we've only been married for 11 years, but we have so many memories, like of just a lot of the developmental times of me, like when I transitioned from just being a, a kid to being a man. And she was there for a big part of that. So I always joke about that. that, that that's a memory that we will share. We will share forever um just how cold it was in minneapolis so anyway i tell you what i um i i i say all that to say i am holding on to this weather um because i know in just a few more months it's gonna be cold here in baltimore and um you know i just i'm just not a fan of it and you know what's funny when people talk about the seasons right um i always was a fan of summertime because i just love the summertime because just i mean summer i just i was always equipped for summer so i guess my favorite seasons are summer spring and then i'll say fall and then i'll say winter right um because um summer just it is what it is like spring i love spring because it's that transition from just a dark gloomy winter then fall you know, fall has the potential to actually override spring, but it doesn't last long. Jasmine, good. Yeah, see, that's why I like you. You understand. Um, fall doesn't last long. You know, like fall is like it comes. It's like it, it's there. It's like summer all of a sudden drops off into fall, but you can't be too depressed because fall is kind of cool. Like I'm okay with like the smelling of the burning leaves and. Um, the leaves falling and the, the leaves, I, I don't mind that being able to put on like a couple, another layer, like maybe put on a sweater, put on a vest, you know, put on a jacket. I'm okay with that. 
you know, crisp night air, you know, when you go outside and it's crisp, I can live with that. I have great memories of the fall, especially um, being a student at Cedarville and just remembering um, how the falls in Ohio were just gorgeous. And um, so I, I have a lot of memories of, of the fall. And so fall has the potential to override spring, but it just doesn't last long enough. I mean, it just doesn't. It's like fall comes, then bam, you're in winter. It's like you got a cold snap and damn, daggone, and it's gone. <laughs> fall lasts long here in Colorado. Okay, well, you know what? That may be it. My friend Kobe said, Minneapolis 2016, 25 degrees visiting family at Christmas. Never again, dude. I can't even imagine. Negative 25 degrees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it stays at like the negative numbers. Like just how we'll stay at like 90s and above for the summer. It stays at negative for weeks. Jasmine, I'm with you. Limit winter to two weeks. Yes. Limit winter to two weeks. That's all I need. You know, I mean, and, and, I, and it used to be one of those things that was like, oh, I got to get all four seasons, right? No, I can visit. I'm at an age now where I'm just like, you know what? I can get on a plane ticket and I can go visit a season. <laughs> I can go visit a season. Oh, my gosh. I can go visit a season. I remember, um, here's another story that we'll go to break, Crystal. Um, there was one time I got a chance to go to Alaska. I went to Alaska for, um, you know, for a speaking company I went to. And, you know, silly me, I, you know, you were always told that if you get picked to go to Alaska and Hawaii, you know, you've made it. Like, you, you, you know, those of you by making counters, you know what I'm talking about. And so I'm thinking, oh, shoot, I got picked to go to Alaska in February. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, you know what, Kevin? You're right. I should come out there and check out the fall colors. We're gonna have to work that out. Um, but I got picked to go to Alaska for a week, and I was like a week and a half in February. I know why no one was available to go. Um, I remember we pulled into it. It was dark. <laughs> the plane hadn't even stopped, and it was already cold. And the flight attendants were like, "If you don't have your coat," If you didn't carry your coat in with you, you better hurry up and get it because it was negative something ridiculous. And um, the rental car company, I was young and dumb, y'all. So I'm just going to tell you, the rental car company they were telling me like directions about how to plug the car in. First of all, you got to plug the car in. You got to plug the car in. You know, I'm going to finish this story. Crystal, go ahead and take the people to the break real quick. We're going to finish this story when we come back. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So uh, as I was telling y'all, went to Alaska in the middle of February, and um, I was young and dumb, y'all. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was young and dumb, so I thought I knew everything. And the rental car guy was really trying to help me out with teaching me how to plug the car in, and that should have been my first sign that like this is not gonna be the trip that you were hoping it was gonna be, Mike. So he gave me the instructions on it. I loosely remembered it, blah 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 blah. And it was one specific thing where he said when you connected to the the heater 
because you have to connect the engine block to the heater, y'all, because the engine will freeze if you don't, and you won't be able to run your car. <laughs> That's how cold it was. And so, <laughs> but he said something real specific. He said that for this particular one, you have to make sure you hear a click. I get to the hotel. It was so cold outside. I I was rushing to get it on. I didn't pay attention to the click. I just it was you know I did a yank and it seemed like it was connected. Go in the hotel, pull out that morning, and I was already thrown off by the fact that there wasn't any daylight because you know in 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 the winter it stays dark long. In the summer it gets light, stays light long in Alaska. And so I was kind of thrown off by all that anyway. So I overslept. I slept longer than I really should because I guess in my mind I was just thinking if I'm supposed to get up at six o'clock, they're at least going to be something, some birds chirping or something. None of that. So I was like literally um, I, I didn't pay attention to stuff and I overslept a little bit. I didn't oversleep, oversleep, but I overslept enough to the point where I go to get in the car. The car does not run. I did not wait for the click. The engine block had frozen overnight. <laughs> that was my sign that I should. This trip is not going to be what you wanted. And for that point forward, I knew how to lock, do that thing with the um with the car. But it was y'all. I'm telling you something. It was a mess. And that was yet another reason why I am not a fan of the cold. <laughs> y'all go ahead and keep the winner. Needless to say, when it starts being winning time here in Baltimore, y'all say a prayer for your brother because I am not a fan of it. <laughs> what else is going on, everybody? Hey, thank y'all for joining us. You know, we really have to make sure we're praying for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Oh, man. Talk about a um, just talk about some craziness. Um, I um, had an opportunity this this. Um, well, I'll tell you about this in a few moments. Um, with Afghanistan, for those that aren't aware, uh, we uh, invaded Afghanistan right shortly after 9-11. Uh, had a lot to do with, you know, we were trying to find Osama bin Laden. Uh, we were trying to, you know, and Afghanistan was known to be the place where he was holding out. I think uh, we had the Taliban and Al-Qaeda were in cahoots with each other at the time. And so at the time, uh, you know, President Bush had you know, ordered the troops in Afghanistan, and we've been there for 20 years. And so when President Trump came along, uh, well, first of all, let's make sure we're understanding that Americans, for the most part, and this is, you can go to different polls, depending on, it doesn't matter where you sit on the political spectrum. Americans were never really fans of being in Afghanistan for as long as we've been there. That's just a fact. Um, I think early on it made sense because, you know, we were ready to just kick whoever's butt did what they did on our soil, you know, going up Twin Towers, Pentagon, the, the plane that died, the plane that crashed in uh, Pennsylvania, all that stuff. Like, yeah, you need to get those suckers, right? Um, but then it just went long. And it was the whole concept of, uh, you know, and America has this problem where we really try to impose um, democracy on others. And I mean, I don't think there's, I think the sentiment is great. You know, democracy for the most part works great for us and we know the benefits of it. And we know how much that freedom um, for places that are oppressed, how how good 
that freedom is for them. Um, and so, you know, wanting that for other people is definitely noble. Uh, but I guess the question becomes, you know, you can sometimes want something for somebody more than they want it, right? Um, and, and I think that's just what it boiled down to. Uh, and and again, Dr. Hedges, Dr. Mike, this is our job to kind of just kind of really think critically about things, not necessarily stick to a political side on an issue. Right is right, wrong is wrong, and everything else in between. Um, and and I don't really know a whole lot. Like I'm not a um, political scientist. Like I really, I'm, I, I like history enough to like be intrigued by it, but I don't know all the ins and outs of it. Um, but the fact is that, um, yeah, Jasmine, that's what that's what President Biden said. And so so you have this situation where these presidents have come along and President Biden talked about, it. he said, I, he was committed to not making this be an issue that the president after him has to deal with uh, because it's been going on for so long. And, um, and when President Trump even came on board, uh, you know, how it went down i can't get into all that but what i can tell you was that you know he had initiated the process of us pulling out of afghanistan and set some deadlines and so what happened along the way was president biden had to stick to those deadlines because there were some threats that were made and um and then at the same token we've trained up over three hundred thousand troops and we're under the idea that you know when it's time for us to leave they're gonna keep fighting for what they believe in and um, that did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, and so what we see, I think one of the issues that we have is we live in this world of social media. We live in this world of 24-7 news. We live in this world where, you know, um, you just get everything instantly. And so it's so easy to get things out of context. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that Biden was totally right in everything and how it went down. I think somebody's probably going to get after the smoke clears on this. I think somebody's going to get fired <laughs> for their faulty intelligence, right? Um, but I mean, the president of Afghanistan bounced as soon as like he smelled trouble. That goes to show you what we're dealing with. And um, so I take my leadership class uh, every year for work. We take them to Gettysburg, and um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, the, the the guy that we have for that, he is a ex Air Force um, colonel, and he actually does a lot. Like he's been trained by the War College, and um, I mean he's he's legit. And so we were having a lunch break, and so I asked him just I said, hey, you know, I know this is politically charged, but what is your take on you know the whole thing in Afghanistan? And he said, you know, I can't really get it like me. I can't really get into all the ins and outs. I wasn't in all the briefers and all that stuff. He said, but um, you know. At, at some point, you're training these people to um, fight for themselves, and they're not. But you have to understand that Afghanistan is is set up different. They they have the more of this tribal uh, situation, so it's like loyalty to tribalism. And kind of the way it works is if um, you're on this side of the fence, but then another tribe comes along with a better deal, and or it looks like they're winning, then all of a sudden you're going to slide to that side. Like that's a whole different. That's just a whole different thing. Um, and so what you experience is the fact that it's it, we went in there trying to impose who we are into them. And that's just not how they're built. Right. And so that'll preach, won't it? Because how many times have we done it to folks? Right. We, we get into relationships and we think that, OK, what we're going to do is we're going to will you into this way. And no matter, oh, that that will preach actually, because think about that. We've done that. Like we've done that in relationships. I know a lot of people who have been in, and I'll be honest with you, I think that um 
lightweight. I did that, like going into marriage. Like there were aspects of Shirella and that, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to change her. Like, I really did think I was going to kind of change her from being a Steelers fan to a Ravens fan. Like, I really did. I really thought, especially if we moved to Baltimore, that that's going to happen. Nah, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> although, 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 although I did get her to throw some support to she has on record. She has supported two of our players. We were um, back when Lamar Camp. Not Lamar Campbell. He was a gospel singer. <laughs> so Neil said you really thought that never. I'm just saying. I really did. I thought that I could will her into being a Steelers fan. I mean, uh, oh, see what I said. I really being a Ravens fan. I did. Um, but let me tell you something. When um, Lamar Jackson started, she was supporting him. Like, she was like, you know what? I, I like that young man. And she was really, like, you know, standing for him. And last night we were watching um, an episode of All American. I was catching up on All American because I um, I missed this this last season, and um, I was catching up All American. And it was like uh, I think it's episode three of this this new season. And um, Crenshaw lost. Um, Crenshaw lost. Um, Crenshaw lost because. Um, of the kicker like basically they, they they got rallied up to the point where they just needed one point to tie it would have been one point to, yeah one point to tie it and the kicker lost it and Shirella said they don't have Justin Tucker and I said what she said yeah they need Justin Tucker I said what so she was able to throw she was able to throw some 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 love I said oh shoot is it happening she said no that is two of y'all's players that's it <laughs> So there's still hope. Gary, no excuse for how it went down. All U.S. citizens should have been safely removed before they pull out. Biden completely botched it up, but it all serves um, as a distraction. I, I I hear you. I I hear you. I um I am not here to throw blame. I think that I think that there's a lot that could have happened. I agree. I think if we could have got the citizens out of there sooner, um, I do think that they did. I really do honestly think that they thought they had more time than they actually did. I do think that, but you know, to each his own, and that's the beauty of it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lambast last President Biden or lambast President Trump for it because I don't. Let me tell y'all something. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this to y'all. We can go ahead and Monday morning quarterback the job of the president all we want. That's a job I would never want. Can you imagine having the 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 the, the mantle of that type on top of you? It's one of the reasons why I don't jump at the idea of um, being a, a senior pastor, because y'all are crazy. <laughs> y'all are crazy. And y'all have y'all have a lot of opinions, wise opinions, that's for sure, about what should be done in life. But um, um, I um, I would never have this. So I get you, Gary. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for putting your point out there. Um and yeah, I mean, and that's that's just no matter where you decide and you sit on it, it was, it's an ugly situation. It's an ugly situation all across the board. So um, I'm just reminded by my producer that we are at break time. So go ahead and do it, Crystal. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. 
We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. I am loving this banter uh, about football because football season has started back up. Gary, thank you for agreeing. Yeah, man, wouldn't want that responsibility of the president at all. Not at all. Um, and so, no, I, I appreciate what you say. You bring up some good points. And, you know, I'm sure um, as this starts materializing more, we're really going to get down to what's happening. I'm sure there's going to be investigations of sort. And um, I think one thing I did hear some somebody talk about is the fact, let's get everybody out of there first and then we can go ahead and um, we can go ahead and, and, and play the, the blame game and all that stuff. So um, and, you know, one thing I will acknowledge is that President Biden did say that he takes he takes the blame for it. He did say that. So um, with that being said, I don't know. Um, I would not want that mantle. But I am loving this banter that we're going through with the football because football season has arrived, y'all. Football season has arrived. Tanil <laughs> said, you really thought that never. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal from Kansas City. She said, y'all both are still on the wrong teams. Long live the Chiefs. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Long live the Chiefs. Okay, that's fine. That's cute. Yes. I think I was talking to, oh, Christine. Christine shared with us last week that just this football season kind of stresses her out because we are we are crazy fans here in Baltimore, but there's other places. Um, there's other places where the fans are even crazier. Like my boy Kevin in Denver. Y'all are, y'all are even crazier. I think the altitude, I think the altitude gets to y'all a little bit over there as well. Um, Tanil said, even I like Chris Justin Tucker. She's another Steelers fan, y'all. The best player on the rate. Okay, there we go. See, now y'all are delving into what I wanted to talk about today, which is called being petty. Y'all petty now. Y'all being petty. Y'all petty. Y'all petty people. (laughs) Y'all are petty people. So I got a question for you all. How many of you find yourselves being petty? And, And what exactly, you know, how exactly do you define petty, right? How exactly do you define petty? Um, I have been known to have a little, have a little petty piece to me. Yes, Tania, always, always fun. And it's so good to have you, um, viewing in with us and participating today. Um, I have a tendency, I realize that I can be petty and, um, (laughs) I try not to be, but it's what, and it's one of those things. I don't know if that's the fire sign in me. Um, but I, I I do have a petty streak about me, but I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. But you know, um, I don't know anybody else out there as petty. It can be petty. I know I can be. Like I, I well, let me put it this way. I know I can be. I can be pettier than I am. Like there are times where um, the temptation to really be petty is is thick. Um, but then, you know, something like the Holy Spirit kind of convicts me on it. That That's a start. <laughs> that's a start. I kind of get a little convicted on being petty. Um, Chevelle is raising her hand. Yes. Yes, you 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 can be petty yourself. Chevelle is petty. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to put her two on blast, but I am. Chevelle is one of those people that she's real quiet with her petty. But when she starts being petty, that's when you know that, like, you have kind of pushed a button. 
<laughs> like she won't say nothing, but when she starts doing petty things, it's like, oh yeah, that's what that is. That's oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't push that button. They didn't gone beyond the point of no return with her. At least with me, um, I start out petty. Jasmine says she's indirectly petty. <laughs> is that is that passive? Are you passively petty, Jasmine? Um, anyway, I I was I was just thinking about the the form of pettiness and how um, you know, for instance, um, there was something that oh I know what it was. So I remember when I was in Israel, uh, we were actually in Israel, and one of the things that you know you hear about is the the political climate in Israel and um you know if you know anything about biblical history you know that um you know you have the descendants of Abraham you know there are Isaac's descendants but then you also have Ishmael's and Ishmael's ended up going the route of where we have a lot of our Arabic um you know Arabic Muslim that type of of beliefs and then Isaac, of course, is where you have the Hebrew and the Jewish beliefs. And they actually, you know, they all are descendants of Abraham. And then, but you got to know about the promise of God. The the blessing was bestowed upon um, the descendants of the, the rightful descendants. You know, remember, Abraham went out and did something that he wasn't supposed to do with Hagar. And then, you know, God had still promised that he and Sarah uh, would still have the child. Um, but, you know lack of belief, lack of faith, whatever have you, they went ahead and took matters in their own hand, but there are still consequences for our actions, right? So that's a whole that's a whole thing right there. But when you go to Israel, what fascinated me was that, um, was the fact that in Israel, like especially, you know, digging Jerusalem, the Arabic population and the Jewish population do live amongst each other. And they are actually Arabic citizens of Israel, um, which is, is very fascinating to me. Uh, but it is funny because they do little petty things to each other throughout the course of life there. If you've ever spent some time in Israel, like they just do, they just do both. I just picked up on it. It was like, I, and how I perceived it was it was like sibling rivalry. Like, for instance, there'll be something, some major festival going on, you know, amongst the Jewish population. All of a sudden, you'll hear the prayer. You know how the Muslim religion, they pray five times a day. And so you have the person in the minaret calling out the prayer for the time and the prayers sometimes are louder than others <laughs> like a louder than others like there are sometimes where the prayers are kind of subtle and like you know what's happening but it's not being distracting but then there are times where you could tell they turned up the prayers and it and so we happened to be in jerusalem for a few days with it and noticed that oh they are being petty <laughs> like they turn it up some, <clears throat> but then there was this one situation where, um, when I was there, they were excavating pieces of the um, the the temple, and you could actually walk through the excavation, but to get out the other side of it was in the Arabic quarter. And for the most part, you usually could just walk through and go on up and go about your business. But there are some times where what they'll do is they will lock that gate. In the Arabic quarter, and so that means that you'll get all. It won't, won't give any warning, and you'll get all the way to that end, and then you have to turn around and walk all the way back. <laughs> and 
And it was so funny. I remember thinking to myself, oh, y'all are petty. <laughs> y'all are petty. Wow, there's a lot of good mornings in here. What's up, D. Sneed, y'all? I got to give a shout out to my boy, Darius. He, uh, he does this thing on Twitch, and he's actually going to be working with me. He's actually on our team, on our team for um, – for Headspace with Dr. Mike. He's one of my advisors. And uh, so we got to set up a time for him to come in and kind of talk about some of the things he's doing. But he was on Twitch. I was up on Twitch with him last night. Darius, I, I think I fell asleep on you, brother. I think I fell asleep on you. Not because not because um, you were bad. It was just, it was late for me. And I actually put my headphones in and I just sat back and just enjoyed it. But you're going to have to tell me about what the hype train was because I didn't know what the heck was going on. Like I was so confused about the hype train. Um, but yeah, that was petty. Like they, you go through the little gate, bam. Oh, we got to go all the way back. And like the walk back is, it took about 15 minutes to get back. And not to mention you had other people who were coming. So it was like this little narrow spot and you had, <laughs> that's petty, right? And so I just, I was just laughing about just the fact of petty. And, and one of the things that y'all just got to pray with me on is that I'm careful with my pettiness because sometimes when I get tired on things, um, um, the, sometimes when I get tired on things, I uh, I get a little petty. <laughs> so, what are some stories? Have y'all have y'all been petty about some things? I may have somebody be able to tell some stories about being petty, but um, one of the things that I have come to grips with is the fact that I do have a little petty streak in me, and so got to get that in check. Let's go ahead and pay another bill, Crystal, and come on back with some of our other stuff. world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. One of the reasons why I bring up the whole concept of petty, though, is, um, as you all know, uh, a very dear brother uh, to me passed away a couple of uh, weeks ago, and his homegoing service was yesterday. And um, one of the things that uh, one of the pastors actually got up when he was giving his remarks was he just talked about through the death of um, Tony um, it reminded him of the importance to make sure that if you have anything, any dealings with other people, that you deal with them on this side because you never know if you're going to, um, you never know if you're going to get a chance to resolve it. And what I took from that was you don't want to get in a situation where you're looking at somebody in a casket or somebody's looking at you in a casket and you never dealt with that. And you know, pettiness is all well and good when it's all in. in when it's all fun, right? When we talk about the the, the Ravens and the Steelers and, and the, the Chiefs and stuff like that. But one of the things that we really have to be careful of is, first of all, for those of us that believe in the power of the witness that we have as Christians, you know, what impact does that pettiness have on, you know, that relationship? But then number two, more often than not, why I found myself to be petty is because there's something that I didn't get resolved. And I think that that's very dangerous because first of all, we are commanded to forgive our brothers and our sisters. Like 
all throughout the Bible, we're commanded to forgive, right? Um, and then even in that, whenever we make a petition to God, when, when Jesus taught us, um, you know, when he taught us how to pray, the Beatitudes, right? He said, forgive us of our debts as we forgive us of our debtors as we forgive us of our debts as we forgive those of our debtors. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those. Boy, I can't talk today of our debtors. And so the idea is that when we're making a petition to God about something and many of us are asking God for something, right? Um, one of the things that blocks that is because we have unforgiveness in our heart. And, and many times it shows up as pettiness. It really does. I'm going to be honest with you because it's one of those you haven't let go of it. And therefore, because you haven't let go of it, it's causing you to react a certain way. And therefore, um, there's a blockage going on. Not only is it a blockage between your relationship with them, but also it's a blockage with your talk with the father. Because now he's looking on your heart and he's saying, well, wait a minute, you haven't even dealt with this. I commanded you to deal with this. And yet you want me to ask a favor from me and you're not even willing to abide by one of my simple commandments, which is to forgive your brother and your sister. And and, and so, yeah, there's and it's, it's blocking it. And so one of the things that, that really spoke to me yesterday when Pastor Jay said that was like, man, the power of forgiveness. And, and one of the things that I want to want to challenge you all. There's some things that you've been asking God for. There's some things that you've been you've been really wishing for and hoping for. And it feels like you're not getting the answer on it. Maybe just maybe your answer starts in your forgiveness. Maybe there's somebody that you haven't forgiven. Um, I was dealing with something with my wife and um, I was accused uh, by someone of um, actually, you know, being in a situation where I was, um, you know, it appears that I was actually coming for them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, because in my mind, when I think of coming for somebody, it's like I've made up my mind that I'm going to go after you about something. Right. But one of the things that I did start thinking about was I started thinking about there are other aspects of this person that I realized that, you know what, I've never dealt with my issues against that person about this. The issue with them and with me, I can resolve, but it's, it's other issues, issues of them with other people that mean a lot to me. And I never dealt with it. And in many ways, that's light, that's light not forgiven. And I realized that, you know what, I gotta, I gotta forgive them for this, right? And it may mean that before I can fully forgive them, I have to actually have a conversation with them. Or um Dara said many times forgiveness is more for us than the other person, especially in this regard. Bitterness is taking up the space where the blessing wants to my God, that that's a word, that's a whole word, Darius. That's a that's a complete word. Many times forgiveness is more for us than the other person, especially in this regards. Bitterness is taking up the space where the blessing wants to reside. My goodness, that is that is so true. Um, that is so true. And, and you're busy losing sleep. You're losing hair. You're gaining weight. Um, your your brain is won't shut down. You're you're stressing out about this situation. Meanwhile, they're at home chilling, watching TV, you know, eating Hagen dazs Do people still eat Hagen dazs Um and you 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 didn't did all this stuff and now you're blocking some things from you. And so I that really that really touched me yesterday. I, I think maybe I owe Pastor, uh, Pastor Jay a little love offering for just what he said because I really appreciated that, that we've been harboring this. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jasmine. Um, living life, yeah, they, they are living life. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, that was something I just kind of think about it. And so I guess my challenge to you all headspacers is who have we, um, who have we not forgiven? Right. Um, and one of the signs of that is, is our eagerness to, to be petty towards them. <laughs> oh, but pettiness is so fun. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, we gotta be very careful and mindful of that because that that forgiveness is key because that forgiveness that unforgiveness eats away at you so hard. Um, it eats away at you so hard. Um, and and like Darius, my brother Darius said, um, it eats away at you and it blocks. There's something else that's supposed to be in that place, but it's blocking. And and ultimately, it becomes under spiritual warfare, right? It comes down to spiritual warfare, and so you got to make sure you're paying attention to that and you're be, because you know eventually that unforgiveness breeds into other things like. A lot of times it breeds into resentment. Um, and, you know, I liken resentment to that infection that gets out of control. Um, until you put that antibiotic of forgiveness. Hmm, that, see, that's what happens when you get the preacher to start thinking and talking through some things. When you get that antibiotic in there, unless you get the right antibiotic in there, right, all of a sudden that infection will breed itself and it become toxic. Um, and then eventually it wreaks havoc on other parts of the body and think about how that works with our body, our community, right? You have this little piece of resentment because of something little, and it could have been little, right? More often than not, infections start out as something little, right? They start out as something just real little, like they, they kind of just a little thing that kind of little subtle thing that happens is a little cut. It gets itself in there, but then it finds a home in it, Right. Um, I remember, and this is going to be a little gross for you all, but bear with me with this. I remember um, where um, I struggle with uh, cellulitis in my leg. And so for those that don't understand what that is, cellulitis is like an infection underneath the skin. Um, and it's in the deeper part underneath of the skin, something like that. And, you know, with me being a bigger guy um, and have already having swollen in my legs, there's a lot of fluid in my leg anyway. So it's kind of easy for that... Um, that stuff to kind of materialize. And so what happened was it was a bug bite. It was just a bug bite that got infected the first time. But what happened was a couple of years later, I ended up having to go to hospital again. And this time the antibiotics they were giving weren't strong enough. They had to actually figure out another antibiotic to get to me. And when I talked to the infectious disease doctor, one of the things she talked about was that the a lot of time, more often than not, those things go back to the same spot because it is it sends out, they, there's a signal, like the bacteria gets in there and leaves a signal. This is gonna help somebody today, I really believe it. There's bacteria there that sends out a signal so that when other bacteria gets in there, it lets it know this is a safe place for you to be. Hmm. Take a break real quick, Crystal. Take a break, you gotta take a break. You gotta take this break. Hmm. Hmm. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. Y'all, I'm telling you, this, this thing just, this is going to bless somebody today. And you know what? I'm, I got to pause real quick because I almost didn't do today's show. I want y'all to see how this works. 
I almost didn't do today's show. I almost didn't do today's show. I actually, I knew that I wasn't going to have my teammates here and I had gone to bed. I was tired and I had already been toying with the idea of just taking the rest of August off. And um, Crystal, our producer with um, Elevation Global Media, thank you for texting me this morning uh, because the Lord used you because he knew. And I had said, well, Lord, you got to give me some inspiration. And I woke up and didn't feel as if I had inspiration. But then she sent another message, said, I'm here for you if you need me. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And I said, all right, Lord, I think you have something for us, the people to hear. But let me tell you all something. That signature. And when she told me that that thing hit me, she said, what happened was. What happened was the bacteria gets in and it's looking for a place to find a home and where it can be nurtured and where it can grow and where it can know it's going to be okay. It can settle in there. And so it usually goes back to the same spot that others have been. Why? Because it knows it's going to be all right there. And so what happens is when you think about the, this whole unforgiveness piece is that you keep finding yourself in a situation where unless you get that antibiotic of forgiveness inside of you, that infection will grow and it'll keep going in that same spot. And all of a sudden, how it shows up. See, what happens is you get inflammation when the bacteria gets in there and starts getting infected. You get inflammation, your temperature rises, um, your blood starts, your blood cells start acting a little wonky. Um, you start just not feeling well already. But that sounds a lot like what happens when we hold that resentment in, don't we? It shows up, doesn't it? It shows up. And then what happens is, look, your blood pressure goes up. Your health starts acting up. Your relationship starts deteriorating. Um, you you definitely can't sit and, and, and you you find yourself in a situation where you can't be comfortable. You're restless at night. You're having trouble sleeping. Um, you're having all these issues. And then when you when you finally start getting to where the rubber meets the road, you start finding out that this resentment has materialized into something even greater. And it starts showing and it starts exuding out of your pores. Ah, and that thing. And then what happens is now you are powerless because you are sitting here on the side of the road, immobilized, paralyzed. You can't do anything until now you got to go through a course of medicine to get you through. When all you had to do at the very beginning was pay attention to when the Bible says forgive. <laughs> oh my god dr freeman you were on here brother yes handcuffed you're handcuffed and you're wondering why you can't get you you wonder why these relationships aren't 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 materializing or they're not getting nurtured well you have this you have this resentment and it makes sense i get it because i've been there i've been there where you had this resentment and it wasn't dealt with. And sometimes you are being unforgiven about something that's a misunderstanding. You're thinking some people are on something and you haven't had a conversation with them about it. And then all of a sudden that you built up this whole story, this whole narrative, this whole novel, shoot, this whole mini series about what it could be. And then you get, you feel dumb when you actually sit down with them and find out, yeah, that, that wasn't what was happening, but you built up this whole thing. Why? And it started as little, piece of something that got in there and it felt comfortable in there because all it wants to do is just grow. So you got to forgive the people, y'all. You got to forgive the people. You got to forgive the people. Um, you cannot hold on to that resentment. Um, 
that that unforgiveness. I'm glad to hear that. I, I, somebody needs to hear today. I thank you, God, for me being obedient to you because I was not um, I wasn't going to do today's show. And uh, I need to stop that. I need to stop that. Oh, Mike, I'm so glad to hear that, man. I love you, brother. I need to catch up with you and your wife. Um, it's been too long since we last talked. We got to talk, brother. Um, go deal with some stuff, Darius. Yeah, go deal with some stuff. Don't hold on to this. Life is too short. Life is too short. I think one thing the COVID has shown us all is that one minute you can be here and another minute you can be gone. And um, mm, you got to take care of that. So, my God, I, I tell you what, I didn't mean for it to go all into that. I really didn't. I had no clue what the Lord was going to do with today's show. But um, I know one thing, it, it blessed me. Chris, let's go ahead and do that last break and then we'll close out. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart mm-hmm. my goodness well what a day, what a day, what a day. Hey, everybody, um, got to give you guys an update. So got on the scale and uh, my weight actually, don't don't be alarmed. My weight actually went up a couple of pounds. Um, I got to go look at what I did today. So um, today, I'm just going to give you all what it is. Um, my weight went up a little bit, but but there's a reason, there's, there, is a, there is a reason why. Uh, Okay, 539.6. So 534 last week, 539 this week. So that's a five pound difference. However, um, when I was in the hospital two weeks ago, um, and I'm telling you, I'm just I'm just letting y'all know what's happening. Um, I was 554. Okay, so that's a whole lot. Um, so what happened was they gave me a whole slew of a diuretic, like right in my IV to help I had to get a lot of fluid out of my body. So I have a lot of extra fluid that just needs to happen. And so one of the things that they did tell me was that I'm going to experience like a, a sudden like weight loss, like a, a drastic, not drastic, but it's going to be a lot. A drastic would be like over 100 pounds or something, right? But just like it's going to be like a big number. But then what's going to happen is it's going to appear as if I gained weight. And it's not that I gained weight at all. It is that just my body is regulating the, the fluid. Um, so I am very happy because what that means is that I'm still, I'm out of that 554 and I'm actually headed in the right direction, y'all. So I have, for the last two weeks, I've been on my program hundred percent. Thank you to my wife and to my coaches and to all of you in my community who really want to see me be successful. Um, you know, um, sometimes God just has to get, make us put being in, in the way of something to kind of, um, get our attention. And uh, y'all, I feel great. I was um, last night. We went and took Mike and um, his one of his best friends. We actually went to see Paw Patrol. And uh, oh my gosh, first of all, that was a treat. Um, I um, I actually was looking for more for it. I think to it early on than he was. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, we went and saw that, and then we met up with his parents, uh, his best friend's parents. And we got to talking and stuff. And we were standing outside the movie theater. And like it was about 20 minutes or so. And I realized, y'all, I've been standing here for 20 minutes and I haven't even like was not even feeling like I need to go sit down. 
and and that was not the case a month ago back when i was on vacation and stuff it was like i stand for maybe 10 minutes and it was just too much for me i had to lean you know i had to sit down on something but no i was actually standing not only did we do that we went straight from standing for over 20 minutes to walking through the parking lot to going to where we were going to eat and i didn't sit down for another it was like it wasn't for another um 15 20 minutes before i sat down so i, I was standing for close to 30 to 40 minutes before i actually went to sit down and and then after we got out the car to go because we went up, up the parking lot to go to where we were going to eat actually had no problem walking and stuff and and i wasn't winded and so i sounded to say that it's all a process right and it's just a matter i, I need first of all i just need to know i wasn't dying right away <laughs> number two need to just get track on what's really happening and number three i just i gotta just take it one step at a time and so it's gonna be one pound at a time y'all one day at a time um, so I just wanted to, in the spirit of authenticity and transformation and transparency, I just want to let y'all know where I'm at. Praise the Lord. He is awesome. So with that being said, everybody, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he richly smile, may his place a smile of favor on you and richly bless you until we shall meet again. I will see you all next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week. <laughs>